1: one! Yahoo!
2: Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win three spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High, high
0: five, five. Casino. Casino. Win at High Five Casino. .com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditioned supply. See website for details. High Five Casino. method produces meth that is very strong, so strong it makes the user paranoid, sometimes even violent, something Eddie Breedwell has experienced for himself. It had me hearing people talking that was, wasn't even talking, but I could hear them in my head and they were all cops. I sat in the park for three hours, afraid to move off a park bench, because I thought as soon as I got up and started walking that they were going to get me. What would have happened if someone had approached you at that moment? I would have probably freaked out and probably got violent. It's wow.
2: Ashley Hoke of KGW-TV in Portland. They actually did, hallelujah, a report on the so-called new meth that's making people insane.
1: Auditory hallucinations, you think they're cops. Yeah, right. that's not safe for anybody.
2: Sat there for three hours, freaked out in the park, um, the new meth, which is actually old meth, back again, but much, much more pure and much cheaper. And so people are taking more and more of it, and it's everywhere because we've decriminalized drugs in most of the West Coast. And so people are just gobbling, smoking, shooting the meth and, and giving themselves serious mental illness problems. Uh, but to the oft-stated A&G point of how much of the so-called homeless problem is actually a junkie problem, how many of the so-called homeless camps are actually junkie Camps. Well, KGW talked to three guys who were meth users, who have cleaned up. They now have city uh, jobs working, cleaning up the city. But uh, they were candid about what they've seen and experienced. 75, Michael.
0: Based on their observations, they estimate the majority of people on Portland streets are indeed using meth. If I were to guess, I'd probably say almost everybody. And, And it's really sad to say that, but it's true. This cold... You you know, you don't know where your next dollar's coming from. And, you know, the drug world's big. It's easy to get high.
2: Then go ahead and finish up 76, Michael, and we'll move on.
0: Kenneth, a gun violence survivor, believes meth is also playing a big part in the violence in Portland. Gunshots are going off down here, left and right. You know, there's areas that we don't even go to because it's too dangerous.
2: And then one final thought. This is Rob Bovet, who is the uh, former Lincoln County DA. Lincoln County is on the coast of Oregon. Uh, It's it's beautiful. It's one of those rural counties where there's a lot of meth use. Uh, In addition, all the cities, uh,
1: 78, Michael. We're seeing spikes in the state hospital. We're seeing all of these side effects play out on the street and in our systems as a result of um, really super potent, super pure meth everywhere.
0: In the bigger picture, for the meth problem
1: my real concerns are that this is probably going to get worse before it gets better wow
2: worse than it is now it's hard to picture yeah yeah craziness so uh... we we read uh, chunks checks of this email earlier but it's just so good and so important we thought it was worth uh, redoing it's from al anonymous he doesn't ask for anonymity but um... but you know just in case uh Guys, hearing Jack mention how he'd met me a couple of weeks ago made my day. I remember that. When I was arrested and booked in jail at the time, I was a bum. Uh, I'm sorry. When I was arrested and booked in jail all the time, I was a bum and a tweaker, a junkie and an IV meth addict. Experiencing homelessness? Well... Being an undisciplined alcoholic and addict, I seldom showed up for my court dates and frequently picked up new charges on top of old warrants. Mostly petty crimes, citations and infractions, no bike lights, camping, trespassing, passing, drunk in public, petty theft, burglary, possession of stolen property, possession of drug paraphernalia, assault, etc. Policies like AB 109, ooh, and Props 47 and 57, that's all the stuff that decriminalized crime in Cal Unicornia, were bragged about in jail and criminal circles. Inmates educated each other on how to take advantage of these laws and the new policies, like no bail. Meth became a misdemeanor right after I got clean and sober. I barely dodged that bullet. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Making meth just a misdemeanor was a bullet he dodged.
1: Not a way to help people out.
2: Yeah, he gets more specific about that in a moment. I was last arrested April eleventh, twenty fourteen. I'd only been out of Yolo County Jail two weeks. I'd already missed a court date. Lost prevention at Save Mart stopped me from stealing beer on a Friday afternoon. Didn't have an ID, so the Davis Police came to identify me and arrested me on a failure to appear warrant. I pleaded with my conflict attorney in the courts to hold me. He asked them to hold him to end the vicious cycle. My crimes were not serious enough for long-term incarceration, so I was placed in Yolo County Mental Health Court, which was the newest diversion court at the time. Uh, YCMHC funded my 90-day stay at Walter's House. Walter's House funneled me into a 12-step program. AA getting a sponsor and working the steps was part of the curriculum requirement back then. Now here's his main point in two in, in all caps. At least two crucial steps in my recovery experience have since been removed. One, getting arrested and going to jail. In other words, consequences for what I had done. The consequences have been
1: removed. God, I wish everybody could hear this. Wish city councils could hear it. Wish state government could hear it.
2: Two, going to AA. Walter's House and other state-funded rehabs like this can no longer require, as part of their curriculum, that clients attend AA or Narcotics Anonymous. Because of the God part in the 12 steps, separation in church and state, you know, of church and state.
1: Well, that's a lack of understanding of the way the 12-step programs work, because it's not a specific God of any kind. So you can't in any way claim it's a religion.
2: No, but the atheist activists in, in government. So now you've removed the consequences of the lifestyle Al's talking about, and you've removed one of the major things that helps people. Out of progressive policies or priorities. When I was shoplifting, I often walked in on the business like I owned the place. Even had even on occasion asked the hardware store employee to open the case for the bolt cutters for me, only to bypass the whole paying at the counterpart. Bikes, oh, he talks about just some of the things you see in the bum camps now, the junkie camps. Bikes uh, were usually from the college campus, from dorms and other various apartment buildings. Bike trailers, hard to come by, but worth a lot in the bum black market. Tents could be acquired at uh, various addresses, he mentions, college semester, lease, turnover. Uh, however, I stole co- tents from uh, stores like Target, Big Five, thrift stores, etc. I strategically stole beer, liquor, food, dog food, clothes, merchandise by rotating stores, so not, not as to blow one spot too many times in a day. I sought camps between jurisdictions. Uh, since April eleventh, 2014, I've not used drugs or alcohol, and it just so happens... That since then, I have not experienced homelessness, nor have I been arrested or been committed to a psychiatric hospital. Funny coincidence that.
1: Yeah, he's the guy. If you uh, remember, I talked about, uh, I met this guy who used to be homeless, and uh, he said, We're right about all this, that they're, they're mostly drug addicts out there. And, um, man, he should be going to city council meetings and uh, talking to state government and all kinds of different people that, that have such a un Realistic view of what's actually going on right
2: right and it's worth pointing out more than once that there are billions of dollars flowing quote to this problem to solve this problem meaning those billions of dollars are flowing to somebody and those somebodies want the money to keep flowing anyway. He gets into the point of, uh, you know, the drug, or I'm sorry, the the rent is too damn high. He said, so you see, the rent was too damn high. The rent is too damn high. Seeking and maintaining stable housing was not a real high priority on my list. In actuality, the cost of being a degenerate, degenerate bum and junkie was too damn high.
1: Hmm.
2: As Jack mentioned, I did not pursue the government handout lifestyle with the homeless ballers who figure out how to exploit the uh, disability rules. But rather, I found purpose and satisfaction as a, well, he drives a truck, contributing contributing member of society. Uh, He mentions his dad is an addict in San Francisco. I believe he is on disability and living in a city-funded hotel room. The complacent state of mind he is surely experiencing is far from compassionate, meaning the city of San Francisco has made it as easy as possible for him to continue to be a heroin addict. Thank you, A&G crew, for all you do to keep me simultaneously entertained and informed as I'm trucking the road of happy destiny. Congratulations, my friend.
1: So all these cities with their billions of dollars, one, approaching as it is a housing problem, not a drug problem. People would would if they, if they had cheap if apartments were cheaper, they'd just be in an apartment, have a regular job. That's just that just seems silly on the face of it. And then with the idea that the, the drug addicts of the world, if uh, if they're not punished for their behavior. And if you give them some money. Then they'll be able to get out of that situation. It's just it just it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't relate to the real world. And again, if you
2: flip the coin a little bit and said you have all these poor people suffering from the disease of drug addiction, and conservatives are denying over and over again that they're addicts. They're just saying, No, no, don't help them with their drug addictions. They they just need an apartment or something like that. You know, liberal America would be going wild, but it's it's the lefty America that's denying we have this enormous drug addiction problem. Why? That's bizarre. Well, it's because that would interrupt the flow of dollars. They don't want to, quote-unquote, blame the victim, whatever that means. And they're just unwilling to deal with reality because they've been sold on this unicornian set of notions by their college professors or the activists.
1: Here's a guy who got off of meth who thinks it would have been awful if they had lowered the penalty for meth while he was a meth addict.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. True sure and Depression. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I don't know how, but I've never heard George Gascone. He was the DA in San Francisco. Now he's a DA in LA. He he seems like he's a communist. He's he born in Havana, but his his family escaped Havana because of communism. But he seems still like a communist. Well,
2: you know, the theme emerging for today's show, actually the theme of every show is we get done with four hours, we get paid. Um, but, uh, <laughs> the, the sub theme is you can't solve a problem till you recognize what it really is. And we have a couple of issues going on in America. You know, there's the pullback of the police in the wake of the George Floyd madness and, uh, there are a number of, of, of states and cities that have passed just idiotic uh, bail reforms and propositions that decriminalize crime. But to a large extent, in America's cities, we have a DA problem. We have a district attorney problem. We have these radical leftist DAs who have been well-financed by some of the usual suspects on the left, have gotten elected uh, promising to straighten out inequity and 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 racism and the rest of it. But what they've done is actually turned loose predators onto the streets. Um, there are a number of examples of this. Uh, uh, why don't we, well, we promised LA. Let's start in LA. Uh, Jonathan Hunt on Fox News talking about all the robberies. Let's begin, uh, with 33, Michael.
1: Armed robberies while down in the early part of the year have also recently shot up, but the district attorney called today's press conference to announce he would be, quote, outlining accomplishments during his first year in office. I am proud of our entire
2: team in the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. We cannot prosecute our way out of social inequalities, income inequalities, the unhoused, the desperation that we have. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So the district attorney's job is to cure social inequality, racial inequality, and the unhoused? Yeah, what the hell is that? Wait what up. the hell's that, that accent, is. too? Well, Why do we talk this? like that? I'd stop stroking that white cat. It's weirding me out. Play 34 again, Michael.
1: I am proud of our entire
2: team in the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. We cannot prosecute our way out of social inequalities, income inequalities, the unhoused, the desperation that we have. What the hell are you talking
1: about? That's not your job. He is so far out of the mainstream. I mean, he's way, way outside of Democrats by far. He's in some sort of like half a 1% of la la land people. We can't prosecute ourselves out of crime. All these smashing grabs that everybody seems to be in agreement. The lack of bail, the, the, the changing what's a felony and whatever is what is what's leading to this. <laughs> But you've got a new answer that's gonna be something to do with equity. You're gonna- But you're crazy, man! You're a crazy about? person! What's he talking about income inequality for at all? He believes he is an actual communist. He believes, like Lenin believed, V.I. Lenin, like Lenin believed that people only commit crimes because of economic needs. Human beings, if their economic needs are being met, will not commit a crime. He clearly believes that, which makes you a freaking nut job.
2: Uh, Michael, let's play 35 and 36 back-to-back. They feature the uh, sheriff uh, of L.A. County, Alex Villanueva.
1: The reasons for the crime surge are obviously complex and can't be entirely placed at one person's door. But the L.A. County sheriff told us today the D.A. has to accept some blame. The message he's delivered to the criminal community, they've heard him loud and clear. And the sheriff says there has to be change. He's going to be recalled.
2: And that's the change we need. I cannot see him, um, you know, doing a 180 and saying, well,
1: that was a bad idea. No, he's going to double down on stupid. When the cops in a blue city are saying of their district attorney that he's basically a nut job, um, yeah. that's something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's just going to double down on stupid. Wow, that is that is something. You know, uh, fellas, grab the Lori Lightfoot clip from the other day, if you can, conveniently enough. So you had Lori Lightfoot, who's the mayor, granted, not the DA, uh, blaming the businesses for the smash and grabs. Uh Brian Yanis of Fox News um, reporting on a number of different cities, including Philadelphia. See if uh, the Philly commissioner reminds you of old George going a lot. In clip 30.
1: Nationwide, at least 12 major cities have reportedly broken all-time high homicide records in 2021, including Philadelphia, where 523 people have been murdered this year. That's up 13% compared to last year and breaking the previous record set in 1990. Despite this, Philly's progressive district attorney, Larry Krasner, says there is no crime crisis. Basically, we don't have a crisis of lawlessness. We don't have a crisis of crime we don't have a crisis of violence philadelphia's former democratic mayor michael nutter called krasner's comments ignorant and insulting i have to wonder what kind of messed up world of white wokeness krasner is living in to have so little regard for human lives lost that is the black democrat former mayor of philadelphia what kind of white wokeness is being this uh Frivalent yeah, I'd like to, about I lives.
2: wish I'd, I wish I'd
1: memorized that sentence. Yeah. What were, yeah, somebody get the end of that clip for us. That's, uh, that's something. Well, you got to realize we, the America set a record for homicides from 2019 to 2020. Biggest jump in the history of the country. And now a whole bunch of cities are setting records from that record. Right. It's right. incredible. And apologies to our friends in the Bay Area.
2: We didn't even get a chance to touch on San Francisco and the, the horrors going on there, which are pretty well documented under the gentle tutelage of another Marxist, Chesa Bodine, who is, well, he's an avowed, you know, utopian Marxist, uh, you know, bring on the worker revolution guy.
1: All right, and they didn't keep it a secret when they were running for the office of what their beliefs were. There are enough idiots in LA and San Francisco to vote for these communists. To be in charge of the crime in your area.
2: Or the same people just don't show up in the activists, too. We got to play that Gascon clip over and over. He's out
1: of his mind. Yeah. Crazy person.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The
0: following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com.
2: I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win three spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I want again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five.
0: Casino. Casino. Win at High Five Casino. .com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void are prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditioned supply. See website for details. High Five Casino. The best things in life, they come in twos. Two scoops of ice cream, two tacos. And now for a limited time, get our best deal of the year. Buy any phone when you switch to Consumer Cellular and get two months of service free. That's right, the same fast, reliable nationwide coverage as Big Wireless, now with two months free. Proof the best things in life really do come in twos. Visit ConsumerCellular.com or call 1-888-FREEDOM. Second and third month of monthly base service fee waived for new customers with the purchase of a phone and activation by July thirty first, 2024. Taxes, fees, and third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. at From the
2: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, and now he is Armstrong and Getty.
1: So front page, New York Times Sunday morning story was all about Iran and Israel and how they've been going at each other in a cyber war. And even if you're not interested particularly in Middle Eastern battles, when is this going to come to the United States, this sort of thing? It will someday tick, 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 tick soon, whether China does it or whoever. Israel and Iran broadened cyber war to attack civilian targets. Iranians couldn't buy gas, and Israelis found their intimate dating details posted online. That's what it has been just in the last couple of weeks. In recent weeks, a cyber attack on Iran's nationwide fuel distribution system paralyzed the country's 4,300 gas stations, which took 12 days to get restored. Israel was able to shut down all the gas stations... In the whole country. Wow. For a week and a half. Wow. In Iran. Imagine if China did that to the United States. Oy. Or even a state, let what, alone the whole country. Uh, uh, is that... That's okay. Yeah, I... I find
2: myself wondering, and then, of course, r- r- Iran retaliates by outing all the gay yeah. people in Israel. I got all less. the info on that, but yeah. R- right, but I'm not sure what they're accomplishing other than ratcheting up tensions,
1: but I'll let you go on. Uh, the attack was attributed to Israel by U.S. defense officials who spoke on condition of anonymity to the New York Times, followed days later by cyber attacks in Israel against a major medical facility and a popular LGBTQ dating site um, that uh, they're attributing to Iran. So no one died in these attacks, says the New York Times, but if the goal was to create chaos, anger, and emotional distress on a large scale, they succeeded wildly. Uh, they talked to a whole bunch of people that uh, worked in Iran and had to take days off work because you just didn't have gas. You had to stay in line for two days oh. to get gas. So that you could just get across town to do your job. Uh, what about my basic human needs? That's some pretty disruptive behavior right there. On the other side, the attack on uh, Israel about their big gay dating site. Uh, they interview this one guy, uh, Benny Kovdi, age 52. He's an editor at an Israeli radio station. Good morning, dear. <laughs> Everything's in the cradle of civilization, dear. Uh, he'd been openly gay for years, but the hack on the Israeli dating site threatened to expose thousands of Israelis who had not come out publicly about their sexual orientation. And the site also collected embarrassing information about users' sexual habits, as well as explicit photos. P- picture Tinder. I've never been on Tinder, but from what I've read about it and heard about it, people exchange photos and all kinds of likes and wants. All that information just being put out there in a hack by the Chinese. Everything. So you just all of a sudden, there's a website. And this is really interesting. So Iran, they suspect, Iran hits this site, gets all that information. So you got an information about, you know, your co-worker who's three cubicles down. And you now, it's now posted on a website. What kind of sex they like, maybe a picture of them a little bit naked. You got a picture
2: of of them engaging in an unspeakable act, wearing a like a dog costume or something like that.
1: So Israel would quickly close down these sites. But Iran would quickly open up a new one with that information on it again, and they just couldn't keep up with them. Wow. So Iran kept making new websites with all that information available. And obviously, human nature being what it is, people, you know, are kind of into searching names and seeing if they could find out things about <laughs> <laughs> friends, family members, husbands, wives, whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. Not could uh Back to the other side of it, a 39-year-old taxi driver with the National Taxi Company in Tehran, Iran who uh, didn't want his last name to be used out of fear for his security, because when you're in a country like Iran or China, you're always worried about your own government doing something to you, said he lost a day and a half of work waiting in gas lines that snaked for miles. Every day you wake up in this country and you have a new problem, he said. It isn't our fault our governments are enemies. It's already hard enough for us to try to live without this. The cyber attack appeared aimed at generating another wave of anti-government unrest in Iran. Ah, now that I get. And I guess Iran is just retaliating to prove that, oh yeah, we can mess with you too. Maybe
2: you ought to be careful.
1: Yeah, I think it's a think twice before you do this again. Yeah. Gas pumps suddenly stopped working and a digital message. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Yeah. oh. Hope it's not the COVID. It's, it's the Omicron. Hey. Oh, oh now everybody's got it's it. It's clearly oh. the Omicron. Oh, no. I just sneezed Omicron all over everyone. So imagine this happening in the United States. Gas pumps suddenly stopped working, and a digital message directed customers to complain to the government. In this case, Iran's (laughs) supreme leader, Ayatollah Khomeini, displaying the phone number of his office.
0: Wow. My
2: favorite thing in the world is when somebody hacks those highway signs and puts up funny messages. So I appreciate this aspect of it. Some good trolling
1: there. They did that, too. The hackers took control of billboards in cities like Tehran and another town I can't pronounce, replacing ads... That had, that had other messages on there with where where is my gasoline? Wow. All this happened at one time. Fomenting Discord. Yeah. Wow. Um, gas station manager said the pumps just started, stopped working at 11 a.m. I've never seen anything like this. Rumors spread that the government had engineered the crisis to raise fuel prices. Um, taxi companies, truckers, everybody just stopped. Uh, Again, it took 12 days to get the 4,000-some national pumps going again. Uh, How about the, you go to the pump, no gas comes out, but the little digital thing there says, you know, call this number and complain to your government. Yeah. That's wild. That is wild. That's what we might have coming our way at some point. Wow. Wow. Yeah,
2: but, um, yeah, it'll be something different. I think the, the, the capabilities displayed obviously are the important part more than the specifics because you'd use different tools against America. But, um, I'm thinking what the Israelis next step will be. You know, uh, cause just fomenting discord is, is good enough. I suppose if you have a semi shaky government,
1: I think the big thing in the United States is if, if, if you were going to do anything else, you shut down our cell phones. I just, I can't imagine the panic that there would be. Yeah. Yeah. If all of a sudden people couldn't communicate. By the Cell way, networks, the uh yeah. the, the reverse when Iran attacked Israel, all this happened like in two weeks ago. Um, and that adult dating site. The site contained not only names and addresses, but also our sexual preferences, who's HIV positive, who uses prophylactics or does not. All kinds of videos and pictures that people had sent to each other as part of the whole dating thing. Wow. I mean, that would be if, if you knew you are on that site, you'd have been immediately trying to figure out, hey, did they put my stuff up, too, and my picture? I hope they didn't pick the one where I was, well. <laughs> I am uh, happy that, maybe I'm missing out on all the fun in life, but I'm happy, I know, for a fact, there are no pictures or videos of me about sex in any manner. They do right. not exist on planet Earth. Right. I know that. But if you're under the age of, what would you say, 40? It's almost guaranteed that you've got something out there because well, I'd I guess say, it's pretty uh, common for a
2: lot of people, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ignore that blinking
1: light in the ceiling. Mm. Well, I don't mean that sort of thing. It just from what I understand, people uh in dating relationships trade this sort of thing. It's very very common. Prominent health expert and activist in Canada, America's hat,
2: Carrie <laughs> Barassa Bur- is her name. Her Instagram page describes her as an indigenous feminist, a proud Metis that is a, uh, a, what? a, a tribe. That's oh, okay. what I'm trying to tell you. It's a tribe in Canada that have been there for the eons. Uh, so it describes her as an indigenous feminist and a proud Metis with an addiction to lattes. The part about lattes is true. <laughs> the rest of it is phony. We have a Canadian, Rachel Dolezal, yet another one. She's a professor in the Department of Community Health and Epidemiology at the University of Saskatchewan and a leading expert on indigenous issues. She's been exposed as a fraud group of academics who are suspicious of her ancestral claims show that she is of Swiss, Hungarian, Polish, and Czechoslovakian origins and has not one ounce of indigenous blood. That's weird. She's She's identified herself with a number of Canada's Aboriginal peoples. Uh, she, she dresses up in the garb. She lectures seriously. She's, she's got the feather
1: in her hand. She introduces herself as Morning Star Bear. Oh boy. Oh boy. Hey, Morning Star Bear. (laughs) Oh God. And she's making it all up. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Call me Morning Star Bear. It's crazy she got away with
2: it for so long. The whole country is horrified, said a, uh, ca- uh, a colleague of hers who actually was a member of that tribe.
1: Well, she got away with it partially because if you challenge this sort of thing, you're you're considered, you know, Hitler. In the introduction to her 2017 book,
2: Listening to the Beat of Our Drum, <sighs> Indigenous Parenting in Contemporary Societies,
1: oh, 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 oh. she goes into wow, detail she... about her grandparents and stuff. She is a... the most over-the-top one of these yet. Beating the drum, how to raise indigenous children,
2: and she's making it all up. Well, her native grandfather was a huge influence in her life, except that her native grandfather was Ladislav um born in Saskatchewan, family from Bohemia and Czechoslovakia. I just, hey, I just, I just came to a, a, a realization about the previous story about the gal who claimed to be a native Canadian, mm-hmm. uh, this academic, makes a lot of money, writes books, leads seminars, considered a leader in uh, indigenous health. Here's a question for you real quick. So she's not at all. She's a white gal, white as I am, but she's really, really good at her job. There is zero allegation, none that she's ever been Less than really, really good at her job. Now, granted, it's, it's as an academic. Nah. But so why was she so good at her job? Because she pretended to be a Native person? Because she wasn't. Well, nobody would say, yes, she was good at it because she was pretending to be. They would find that loathsome. So her racial status had nothing to do with her skill at her job. True. In being a leader
1: in indigenous people's health. True. Does that make you stop and think a little bit? Makes you a weirdo that you claim you are when you're not, but it doesn't have any. Oh, yeah, she's clearly nuts. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.
0: at purdueglobal.edu.
3: You're probably careful with your personal information, but what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. Your information is in endless places out of your control. Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it, guaranteed or your money back, with plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 40%. Terms apply.
2: Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It was a couple of years ago, I think, that we became aware through a friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, James Lindsay, that uh, there was a movement in the math fields to wokeify math, that two plus two equals four is white supremacy and oppression, and that uh, people ought to be able to arrive at their own answers based on their cultural something or other. And it's just it's madness. It it has to do with uh, Orwell's brilliantly articulated principle that the the Marxists, they who would uh, tear down society and, and reform it um, under the leadership of the party, they have to destroy all objective truth, because then all that exists is the never-ending present in which the party is always right, as Orwell put it. So anyway, uh, this is interesting, though. Hundreds of highly distinguished science and math professors have signed an open letter expressing urgent concern over the state of Calunicornia's efforts to reform mathematics education in the name of social justice. We don't really have a theme for this segment, but it might be if you live in a blue state, get your kids the hell out of public schools, unless you live in one of those uh, absolutely lovely, more conservative enclaves within the blue state where sanity remains at least part of the equation. No pun intended. Anyway, the letter signed by 597 Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics Professionals said the California Department of Education's proposed new mathematics framework will aim to re- reduce... Uh, Achievement gaps by limiting the availability of advanced mathematical courses to middle schoolers and beginning high schoolers, making it more challenging for students to succeed in STEM at college. The essence of the plan is that, eh, well, let's see in our union owned public schools, there's a huge achievement gap between say students of color and white kids and Asian kids. Here's what we do. We make it impossible for the advanced kids to achieve. We eliminate those classes, so there's no achievement gap anymore. We've done it. We've fixed it. Of course, anybody with an ounce of sense understands how utterly Amoral, insidious, and damaging this can be in this 600 or so science, uh, you know, teachers and professionals agree. The signatories also condemn the uh, California Department of Education's, quote, deeply worrisome trend of favoring trendy but shallow courses like data science over essential mathematical tools like calculus and algebra. The framework they argued would have the opposite effect of what it intends by leading to quote to a de facto privatization of advanced mathematics K through 12 education and disproportionately harm lower income students. Subjecting the children of our largest state to such an experiment is the height of irresponsibility. The letter said. So again, what they're pointing out is that if, if the advanced math opportunities for all kids disappears in public schools, it's going to privatize advanced mathematics and make it impossible for the gifted child of color and there are millions of them maybe we need to work harder to discover them fine great let's do it but removing those opportunities what an obscene strategy and the only availability will be in private schools obviously um that's just oh it's just so crazy uh, the signatories demanded that all students, regardless of background, have access to math curriculum with precision and rigor, and that students be offered multiple pathways to explore mathematics at varying grade levels of middle and high school. Excellent idea. Uh, m- multiple pathways. Quote, far from being deliberately held back, all students should have the opportunity to be nurtured and challenged to fulfill their potential. This is not only for their own benefit, but also for society and the nation's economic competitiveness. Remember, friends, we brought this to you last week, I think it was. And it was also in the context of some of the bizarre uh moves being made in education in New York and California. One of the heads of the teachers union said categorically, and I should have printed this quote out and had it handy because it's so stunning. And this is not some obscure, you know, theoretical thinker. This is one of the leaders of the major national teachers union saying we reject the very idea of someone being more gifted or talented. It's straight out of Kurt Vonnegut's Harrison Bergeron, which I've referenced many times. I read it in middle school and it devastated me. I thought, wait a minute. It's about a, a, a society in which equality is enforced. In which the strong, handsome, capable, artistic, uh, brilliant Harrison Bergeron, the name of the fella, was handicapped in various ways to force him to be no better than anyone else. And Vonnegut, for all of his cynicism and liberalism and anti-war activism and the rest of it, he believed firmly in letting the human spirit flourish, however it needed to, and that's different from you, for you and me, and and him and her in it, which is wonderful. That's one of the things that makes this country so incredible: is we have the opportunity to explore our potential in whatever way we see fit, be it artistic, be it as a a, a marine or a Navy SEAL, a, a school teacher, a business person, an accountant, or a pilot. But what the Marxists are trying to do, and even if they're not literally Marxists, they're so close, I'm going to go ahead and call them that. What they're trying to do is eliminate that in the name of this shared misery of socialist mediocrity. And it is one of the most cruel and horrific things you could possibly do. I am on board to the extent that I support the idea of public schools at all. And I do for now. Troubled history there. But anyway, um if we have to do a better job as a society of turning people onto science and math, or, you know, for that matter, language, arts, and music, then we're doing now. If we need to make learning more attractive and more fun to various uh, communities, I'm 100% down with that notion. Let's find creative ways to do it. But the idea of squashing the top, of denying that there's such a thing as talent, I mean, that's sick. It's beyond ill-advised. It's twisted. It's nearly psychotic. And it's probably happening in a school near you if you're in a blue state. You know, I really wanted to get to this story, uh, by Spencer Lindquist, who was uh, also a, a, a California student and, and he was troubled, um, by some of the doctrines they were trying to well indoctrinate the kids with half a dozen years ago and he went back to his high school to see what's going on in uh, in California again as it turns out but um and and it is just astonishing the extent to which there's ideological indoctrination going on is it's 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 worse than you think and this is not some alarmist crap we don't traffic in that around here it, I wouldn't say it unless uh, I believed it to be so um but they are actually trying to teach the kids to hate white kids and white people and teach the white kids to to hate themselves. The
1: following is a high five moment
2: from highfivecasino.com. Welcome
1: to- Pie today? Yes,
0: yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the
1: apple
0: pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone! Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games, yeah. So yes or no on
1: the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around.
0: Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino.
1: Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct as an offer you can't miss.